Confessions of a Crappy Christian is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. Today's show is with Morgan Sanders. Morgan is a faith and business coach for the early stage entrepreneur, which is right up our alley. She's also extremely passionate about teaching women how to study their Bibles. And today we're talking about the importance of biblical literacy and how you can dig into the word without the help of devotionals. It's a really great conversation with tons of tangible tips. I can't wait for you to hear it. Today's show is sponsored by Denison Ministries and their first 15 daily devotional. For more information, visit first15.com. Now, on to today's show. Morgan, hey, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Hi, Blake. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to jump into this conversation. Yes. Okay. So we always start by kind of letting the guest introduce themselves. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Morgan Sanders and I am just like a typical small town girl from Northwestern Oklahoma. Um, I'm a wife. I am a dog mom. Um, I'm also a full-time middle school science teacher and online business coach, Um, but I'm really, really passionate about um, teaching women how to study their Bibles, like, for itself. I feel like there's such a need for that, and that um, sometimes women are more afraid to just jump into the Bible and get their feet wet (laughs) because they don't want to misinterpret something. Um, so that's, that's something that has been, the Lord has really laid on my heart the last couple of years. Um, really the last four years, um, is this need for biblical literacy throughout the global church, but specifically the American church as well. And in, in women. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, absolutely. And I love that you have reasons you know, that you're like, because women are afraid of this, or they're concerned about this, or they don't think they can do it well enough, which we're going to get into those things as we, as we talk, but tell us a little bit more about how you got here, right? So did you grow up having great understanding of the Bible? Or was that something you kind of ventured into on your own? How did you get to the point where you were like, this is important, and I want to equip other women to do it well? Yeah, so um, I definitely did not grow up having a really great understanding of the Bible. Um, I I feel like I probably had a very typical, quote unquote, Christian childhood or what a lot of people refer to as a Christian childhood um, in that like my mom and my grandmother were believers, but like my dad wasn't and we went to Bible school and did all the things, but it was not really implemented that 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 we really needed to study the Bible, that we really needed to consider context and consider uh, the timeline of everything that happened. Um, so 
throughout my life, obviously, like I became a believer very young, but had that childhood of like bouncing back and forth, didn't really know or understand my calling or my purpose. And it was really in college where I got plugged into a ministry, a collegiate ministry that I understood truly the importance of studying the Bible and being a disciple of Jesus. And then once my husband and I got married about four years ago, it was just like, there was a time where we got some really hard news. Like I have a pacemaker and I've had that for a really long time since I was like 10 days old. And so early on in our marriage, we found out we couldn't have children <laughs> and mm. because of my heart condition. And so that time in our marriage, it was like, I was so mad at God and I did not want to read his word. And I was just like running away from it and pushing it off to the side. It was collecting, my Bible was collecting dust, all the things. And then it was just, it hit me. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I need Jesus. I need his living word. And I, but I still didn't want to read it. I still didn't have yeah. the motivation. And so one of the very first steps I did was straight up just praying and asking God, give me the desire to love your word because I don't want to do it and I don't want to spend time with you there. So you're going to have to give me that love and that desire for your word. Um, and that's truly kind of where it kicked off is that prayer that I prayed. I probably prayed that prayer for five months before it really mm -hmm. kicked in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of just what kind of kicked it all off. I've, I've grown exponentially in the, in these last three or four years in just understanding the Bible and context and all of the things that come with studying God's word for how he really intended it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I love that you're, you're super honest about, I don't want anything to do with him or his words. <laughs> no, thank you. You know, I have a really similar background where I grew up in the church. I grew up going to VBS and watching my parents read their Bibles, but I don't, and I don't think it was for a lack of attempt on their part, but just never really grasped the importance of scripture or the importance of knowing it outside of the quote unquote, hiding his word in your heart, which just felt like memorizing Bible verses. Mm hmm which is important, but isn't, it's a piece of the puzzle. Right. And so right. I would say probably just in the last two years, I've started understanding, you know, the, the importance of letting the Bible stand on its own and, and learning from it. And, you know, I've had multiple people on the show talking about biblical literacy and I'm going to keep doing it because it's super important and everybody brings a different voice and a different perspective to the conversation. And what I love is I know that one of the things that you teach and that's important to you is how to not need a devotional necessarily. Obviously, we are not saying devotionals are mm -hmm. bad. Devotionals are great. My best friend just wrote a devotional. They are great accessories. But mm -hmm. why do you want women to know how to read their Bibles without that? Because devotionals i i say it all the time on um my instagram devotionals are great but when we continue to rely on them they are not god's word they are not substantial Amen. 
(laughs) They're not going to sustain us the way that God's word does. And so, yeah, we definitely want to learn from really, really great Bible scholars and theologians, but we are theologians. Like Mm -hmm. to be a theologian means to study God (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we do that by reading his word. Um, and it's so hard because I like to explain it in that it comes in phases. So if you're a new believer, I am not going to knock you at all for reading a devotional first. I get that. I understand that I've been there. Because there's a lot of concepts in the Bible that can be really confusing to a new believer. However, it's the progression. If you continue to stay that young, immature believer only living on baby's milk or on your, on your mama's milk, or however you yeah. want to explain it, but you're not progressively growing and chewing on more substantial food, you're going to continue to be confused and you're going to continue to stay stagnant in your faith. Yeah, I completely agree. I think what I, the way I think of it is that the Bible is the only thing that is purely spirit breathed. Mm -hmm. Everything else that you're going to read that you're going to pick up has a human element and that's good. We need to learn from one another. We need to learn from each other's experiences and their gifts, but the Bible is the only source of perfect wisdom. It is the only straight from God source. And so I think if we can view devotionals, even commentaries as accessories or as things that they're added elements in Louisiana, we would call them lanyap is like a like super Cajun word. It just means like extra. It's lanyap. Mm. Um, I think I learned that on a TikTok the other day, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. But I think that that's important that It doesn't, I feel like, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like a lot of the conversation that I see with this, it's very one or the other. Mm -hmm. People are either super pro-devotionals or they're super Mm anti-devotionals. And I'm like, can we land in the middle and just (laughs) agree that there are some really incredible Bible teachers out there that it is wise to learn from? Mm -hmm. But yes, the Bible absolutely needs to be able to stand on its own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to use a teacher reference. (laughs) My husband is a math teacher and he can't teach sixth grade math if those kids have not first yet, sorry, have not yet first learned first grade math or fifth grade math. Like it's a progression, obviously, and there's no set rule or amount of time to spend in a particular devotional or with a particular commentary we need to continue to grow in the Lord. Like that's our ultimate goal. And if you continue to only ever stay for years on end in a devotional, you're not going to (laughs) grow. And that's, that's the point. That's the difference. That's where we've got to find the balance is slowly weaning off those devotionals and truly digging into the word of God because it is, we can learn from devotionals, but the word of God is just so much more life-giving I agree. than we could ever have imagined. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think that that's probably going to be a little bit like hard truth for people to hear. Um, you know, 
and I, I want to be sensitive to that. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you've been a long time believer and a long time, you know, studier of God's word and you've always done it with a devotional, I, I'm, and I'm, I think you and I are on the same page, but how do you feel like, okay, so for me, for example, I've been a believer for 11 years. I open my Bible every single morning because it makes me a better human, not because I'm some like (laughs) rock star Christian, just because it makes me a better person. Mm -hmm. But, and, and I, I am very much capable of studying the word on its own, which I have not always been again, exactly the way you're describing it. It's a progression, but I will like supplement or read a devotional as well. Do you, are you, do you, are you okay with that? Yeah, I do that every yeah. now and then too. Okay. And I read commentaries a lot too. Yes. Um, just because, and I don't stick to just one. That's my whole mm-hmm. thing is I don't listen to just one person. <laughs> I try. That, and that's a bit like mm-hmm. in my brain that just made a big deal. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people who are learning from one person right. and that one person can slowly edge their way into probably mm-hmm. a position they don't need to be in. Yeah. Like I, I love learning from like, I, all these amazing, wonderful Bible teachers, but I don't stick my neck out for just one of them. Right. I don't rely on what just one of them are saying. I will go and read other people, other commentators, other, I don't even know what you want to call them, Christian authors. influencers, author, yeah. oh, authors, <laughs> you know, um, and it's all, it always comes back to scripture. So if there's something that I'm like, eh, did I not catch this when I read that the last time I'll go and I'll look it up. Mm-hmm. Like if there's something that one of them said or multiple of them said, and I'm like, is that really true? Does, is that, mm-hmm. does the Bible really say that? Because I could have forgotten or um, it could have been changed slightly from what it actually said. Um, so I take it all in. <laughs> yes. I try to take a lot of different perspectives in so that I can formulate a more real, <laughs> right. real opinion and real perspective of what the word of God says. Um, but it always just comes back to checking what authors and what teachers say against the word of God. Um, and we're commanded to do that anyway. So it's not like it's like a slap in their face to do it. Like I'm sure a lot of them would want us to do that and are empowering us to do that. So it's okay to learn from a bunch of different people and it's okay to check it out for yourself too. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from a network supporter. Okay, ladies, let's get real. The cleaning and personal care products you're using are most likely chock full of cheap synthetic fillers. Simply, that means they jack up your hormones. They're harmful to you, to your family, and even to your pets. Therapeutic essential oils are fantastic for balancing your hormones and emotions naturally. So head over to marieinmontana.com for tons of information on how to be the gatekeeper of your home and your health and use the code CRAPPYCHRISTIANFREE for a free diffuser when you purchase. marieinmontana.com 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think of like the example of Beth Moore. If you're only consuming Beth Moore content, Mm -hmm. I love Beth Moore. I've learned Mm -hmm. from Beth Moore for years, Mm -hmm. but she's not Jesus. (laughs) Like she's just not. And she's so wise and she's she's such a great teacher, Mm -hmm. but I need scripture because Mm -hmm. she is human. And she would be the first person to tell you that too. A hundred percent. And a lot of the good ones would. Exactly. They're the ones that are saying, don't take my word as gospel because it's not mm-hmm. gospel. I'm trying to teach you and equip you to go forward, which I think introduces a, an interesting aspect of this conversation. How do you feel about like reading someone that you don't 100% agree with? I think it's healthy to an extent. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I I know you're going to ask me this later. I'm an Enneagram 6 and I get really anxious and like really fearful of things. And so if there is someone who I'm like, okay, I know that's not right. I want to hear their perspective. I do, but I don't stay there very long. Yeah. Because I'll get all worked up and I'll um, start getting all up in my head and like Mm -hmm. questioning things that I don't need to question. And so I, I do listen (laughs) and I take that information in still, but I don't, I don't stay there very long. Well, and I think that that's, it's so important to know yourself and know your capacity and know Mm -hmm. the way that you handle things. Cause me, I can read stuff from people I don't agree with and be like, nope, that's wrong. And like, keep moving. And it just doesn't really phase me, but that's because Mm -hmm. I'm made the way that I am. And, and that's just the way that I function, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I see people in the online space talking about, you know, only reading people whose theology is perfect. And I'm like, does that exist? (laughs) outside of Jesus because we have we're all adding our Mm -hmm. human element and our human you know interpretation of things so I was just interested being someone who is equipping people towards you know biblical literacy Mm -hmm. I think that that's another thing that people in the Christian sphere are really divided on they're either really open to learning from people that they don't necessarily 100% agree with versus don't touch that with a six foot Mm -hmm. pole. And I think that that goes into the progression example too. Like if a brand new baby believer was asking me about, uh, I don't even know, like, I'm not going to drop any (laughs) names. Was asking me me about it, like a specific person who I was like, Oh snap, let's not pay attention to them. I'm going to be like, no, let's just look at what scripture says. And, but then as we progress and we become more mature believers, we almost have to expose Mm -hmm. ourselves to those things to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, like you said, depending on who we are, um, like I know my limits, it doesn't bother you, but it's important to see multiple sides to, um, being exposed to to secular things, um, because how are we supposed to defend Jesus if we don't know what's going on in the world? There it is. <laughs> like it doesn't and, make and any not, sense. No, I can't teach not necessarily in the exclusively secular realm. Like even within Christianity, differing mm-hmm. theologies. If you don't know how other people think. 
then you can't engage in conversation with them. You can't Mm -hmm. have an educated response to something if you don't know what they think. Exactly. And it is, it's so important to know like where you're at and what, you know, you may have a weaker area Mm -hmm. that you need to be careful treading in that. And again, I think like your progression example is super important, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, that's just my opinion. Again, I'm not, I don't like judge people who are like, Mm -hmm. who want to stay away from anybody that they don't believe the same as. But I don't think that it's a pl- an area for guilt to exist. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think right. it needs to be, you need to feel guilty for mm-hmm. right. different, reading differing opinions. Right. And I was going to use example, like, I'm a science teacher, but I can't teach science if I don't know the content. Right. And yeah. I'm going to use you even as an example. Like, I love you, Blake. Um, and we can cut this if you want to, <laughs> but <laughs> I have been really triggered, triggered lately by all of the different, um, conspiracies going on in the world. And that's something you're really passionate about And but I can't, I have to remove myself from it and that's okay. Absolutely. And we can still yep. follow each other and we can still have this conversation. But the issue becomes when we are just trying to completely remove ourselves <laughs> it's like ins- we're like uh, insulating ourselves and wanting to live in a bubble mm-hmm. yeah like I know that there are issues there but I've just seen so much of it for myself and I know myself and how anxious it makes me and so I have to move on and right. that's okay and that goes into the progression thing like understanding yourself understanding the bible and knowing what is truth here in scripture and then knowing what is not truth here in the world mm-hmm. like we can differentiate the, those things god has made us in his image and given us a brain that is capable of doing that yeah we can differentiate absolutely. the music that is not probably the best thing for us to listen 24/7 to right and know that that's not truth right but we can't share Jesus with other people if we don't understand their perspective too. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I completely agree. So without giving away all of the wonderful things that you're teaching women, <laughs> where do you encourage women to start when they're learning to read their Bibles, when they're wanting to let it stand on its own, when they're kind of, they are weaning off of a, devotional Mm -hmm. or or something like that where do you teach people to start yeah um so I encourage people a lot of times that come to me just completely stuck and just completely intimidated um by the bible I tell them to do what I did pray for the desire for the love of God's word um and then from there a book I really like to refer women just starting out to is James. Um, Mm -hmm. And I actually have a guide that walks people through asking those contextual questions and asking questions throughout the scripture, because I have conversations with so many women that are like, but if I ask questions about the Bible, am I questioning God? 
And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same and thing. even if you do question God, he's okay with that too. Yeah. Like <laughs> he read can Psalms, <laughs> read all the times David was like, God, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're okay. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I encourage women a lot of times to just come into scripture with an open mind as if you don't know absolutely anything about the Bible and just ask questions that you would like someone that you're getting to know in a real life conversation. Like, oh, really? Why'd you say this? Oh, what does this mean? I actually don't understand the meaning of this word. I'm going to look it up and figure out what it really means, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it really brings to life the word that we usually use to describe this, which is study, mm-hmm. right? We talk about studying the Bible and I think mm-hmm. we can kind of glaze over that. But mm-hmm. if you really think about studying something, you dig in and you pick it apart and you ask questions mm-hmm. and you put it up against something else and you trace back the history. That's, I mean, that's how you study something, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think, and this is again, just my personal opinion, but I think that there's I think that there's a balance there as well. I do spend some of my time in like contextual study and then I spend some of my time just reading it mm-hmm. and just, like not like just letting God speak to me through it and just being in it. And yeah. that's another balance that I think I see being difficult for people to strike. They're either all in on the like highlighting outline and I'm yeah. like, are you experiencing it? If that's mm-hmm. all you're doing. And again, that's not like a slam right. at all because it's it's so important. But I also want to see people like experience the story and experience the things that God can teach you through just reading it for like the right. content. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Very, very true. And it's, I I go through seasons of that. I... Right now, this year, I have decided to study one book of the Bible and alternate through Old Testament, New Testament, um, extremely deeply. <laughs> but there will be days I just read through the Psalms. I'll just yeah. pick through Psalms and I just read them yeah. um, because I just need to hear more. Like, mm-hmm. I like that really in-depth study. And... It doesn't have to be like 20 pages worth of notes. It doesn't have to be. No, 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 no. (laughs) That's not (laughs) what we mean by study either. And it can just be spending time in God's word. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's the primary goal for me Mm -hmm. is that if, if you're studying more time in the word of God stand alone than you were before you talked to me or had a conversation with me perfect that's no matter what that's a good thing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly well I think I love that you're we're both kind of alluding to the the flux and flexibility Mm -hmm. that has to be present here I think that like it's a it's a it's a discipline and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a habit and it's a practice and those are maybe a little bit more structured words but it's also an experience Mm -hmm. and it's also like 
infusing itself into your life and God, you know, God doesn't adapt to us, but we adapt to him. And so mm-hmm. there are days where, so I get up an hour before my girls, again, that is not like a super mom flex. It's a, it makes me a mildly decent mother thing, but I get up an hour before them. Some days I spend the full hour studying and tracing back the Greek and looking at the context and where mm-hmm. were they when this happened, you know? And then some days it's 15 minutes and then I spend the t- rest of the time reading a book or, you know, reading, you know, so this does not have to look some like cookie cutter, mm-hmm. perfect recipe every single day. You know, yeah. there are days that I get up at six and my girls get up at six fifteen, and it's the worst, but it <laughs> also means that I get, I'm not like, I only got like 15 minutes. God's fine with that. Like it's fine. Yeah. And I mean, he has created us so uniquely and, and we crave structure a lot of times, which is why I feel like people feel like they need to go all in or nothing with the studying. But he also created us to be full of his Holy Spirit and his Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit cannot be contained. It, It flows through the whole world. And so as the Holy Spirit moves, so do we move as he works in us. So as, so do we grow and move and change and are fluid with, um, the seasons of life we are in, like, Mm -hmm. there's a time for the structure. The structure is not bad. And Mm -hmm. there's a time for the flexibility and the flexibility is not bad. Mm -hmm. Like if you couldn't sleep last night and you had insomnia, like it's okay to sleep through your Bible study. (laughs) Exactly. Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you gave the people that are listening, such a tangible place to start. Pray for God to meet you there. Mm-hmm. Pray for the desire to be in his word and start in James. Mm-hmm. I tell people Hebrews, like I, that's mm-hmm. like where I tell people yeah. to just like kick off, you know, like mm-hmm. those are both really good, tangible. Yeah. You know, it's better than, you know, you just kind of feel it and you start. Mm-hmm. No, you got to give me more than that. I need more than that to work off. <laughs> I like telling people James since he was the brother of Jesus and he Mm -hmm. has such a unique perspective on Jesus's life. Um, Yeah. No, I love that. I I love Hebrews too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom with us and kind of pull a really daunting thing apart and Mm -hmm. kind of bring it, bring it down to somewhere where it's, it's, ingestible and kind of I'm hoping that people that are listening walk away feeling like they can they have somewhere to start but if they are interested in working with you tell people where they can find you where they can kind of get plugged in and all of that kind of stuff yeah definitely um so my instagram handle is at made brave in christ and then I have a Facebook group, Facebook community, and it's titled the same thing, Made Brave in Christ. And I also have a podcast um, called the Made Brave in Christ podcast. It's on all platforms. Awesome. And we'll link to all of that in the show description so people can find you and, and get plugged in. Thank you so much. This was such a great chat. Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show. It was so much fun. 
All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. This year has reminded us of the importance of saving for the unexpected. And as a bank, our job is to make that a little easier for everyone. That's why at Huntington, we're so proud to introduce Money Scout. It analyzes your checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to your savings automatically. It's that simple. So you can always be saving, even now. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC.